You're listening to The Magic of Childhood, early learning discussions on Little Rockers Radio. Today we are talking about workplace culture. It's critical wherever you work and it's central to work satisfaction, to great relationships, to growth and success. But what is it exactly and why does it matter within the early learning context? As owners and directors of early learning centres, the focus can be on occupancy rates and profitability. However, these things are the outcomes of the many other things that you do to bring families into your centre. And chief amongst these is to build the right culture. It's crucial to building successful and sustainable organisations. Today, we are talking to Alan Price. Alan is an experienced human resources consultant and educator who wants to build a better world one organisation at a time. Along with corporate culture, he also does volunteer work with refugees, helping them develop English language skills. Another really long intro, Alan. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. And you, Sarah? I'm really well, thank you. Now, can we start with a broad and, I guess, basic question of defining culture and why it's so important? So let me start off by trying to define culture with you. Um, One way of looking at it um, is that culture is about the shared beliefs and assumptions about how things should be done around here. And around here can be uh, in an early um, learning centre, it can be in your family, it can be in sports clubs, uh, and can even be nationally. So it's really about those things that we hold in common that are really important to us. But somebody described culture to me once in a sentence and I thought really captured it beautifully and he said, um, culture is what we do here when no one's looking. Mm, that does capture it beautifully, doesn't it? So culture can be something that's hard to put your finger on. You can walk into some workspaces and the feeling and the vibe is amazing and in others it's just not there. Yeah. Look, I think it would be fair to say that whilst you can't see culture in a place, you can feel it pretty quickly. Mm. Um, you, can, you can walk into an early childhood centre and feel pretty quickly whether the culture is right or whether there's something a little bit off about the place. Um, mm. And when I say whether the culture is right, there is, there is in many ways no such thing as a right culture. Um, the culture that you have um, is the one that you need for, or the culture that you want, sorry, is the one that you need for your centre. Um, mm. So what is right for you might not be right for a centre a kilometre away or even around the corner. So people often say to me or ask me, what's the right culture to have? And the only answer I can give them is the right culture to have is the one that you aspire to and that will be the most engaging for your educators, your parents uh, and the kids that come to the centre. And I mm-hmm. guess that's, that's one of the things that's really critical um, when we're thinking about culture is, is how you actually define and describe it for people. Yeah, and then following on from the culture that's right for your centre, why is it so important? I think that culture gives the energy to your organisation and gives uh, a sense of consistency and predictability about what matters most. If you've got your culture right and everybody's um, bought into it and believes that it really matters, what you'll find is people behaving in ways that are consistent and and easy to understand. So, for example, a parent coming into 
an early childhood centre where the culture is really strong, a parent will, will know that they will be treated in exactly the same way, whether they come in on a Monday morning to drop a child off or whether they come in at lunchtime to just um, because they forgot something that they need to drop in to the centre or when they come to pick up the child or when they're having a difficult conversation with an educator about something that they're not happy about. So mm -hmm. it does give a consistency and predictability around what matters most. Um, but if, if we think about strategy and culture, some people... Um, have explained it in the following way that strategy, it, it's like um, a bow and arrow at a target. The strategy um, gives a direction for where you fire the arrow, but the culture is what gives the impetus to the strategy being able to be implemented and hitting the target. The, the other thing that's really important about culture, Sarah, is uh, it acts as a filter for how you recruit people, who you recruit, how you grow and develop the people who work um, with and for you, how you promote people, and even how you terminate people and why you terminate people. So that the culture uh, is really the lens through which we view a whole lot of those sorts of activities. And I think uh, one thing that's becoming more and more recognised uh, in all organisations, be it early childhood centres or large corporates or government departments, uh, is that when we recruit, the most important thing is to recruit people who will fit with your culture and values. You can develop people and you can build their skills, but if you haven't recruited the right kind of people, uh, then you're behind the eight ball and it's very, very difficult to make inroads into that. If we look at um, early childhood um, centres too, um, Sarah, some of the listeners are probably going to be um, centre owners who own multiple centres. Um, and when, when you own more than one centre, the only way you can, can get um, consistency across those centres is by having a really strong sense of the culture that you want and the values that sit behind that. Otherwise, one centre is going to go off and do things in one way and another one in a different way. Uh, and I think that that's going to cause some problems. For centre directors who are listening, how do you go about creating the right culture for your centre? Obviously to ensure best outcomes for children, family and educators, especially if the culture is not quite right at the moment. What are the changes they need to make and what are the first steps to creating the right culture for them? Well, the first thing is to be very clear about the culture that you're trying to create. Um, we often hear people talk about culture without really understanding what it means and without really being able to describe the kind of culture they want in their centre. And that involves not only being able to talk about the culture but be able to talk about the behaviours associated with that culture. So if we want uh, a culture of um, uh, care and consideration, then what does that actually look like on a day-to-day -day basis? What does that look like when educators are relating to each other, when they're relating to the parents when they're relating to the children in the centre. So we've got to be very clear about what that looks like um, on a day-to-day -day basis. And I, I often encourage organisations that I work with around culture to do an exercise to define the culture and the behaviours and then to think about what are the things that we can do that will enhance um, this cultural attribute and then what are the things that we also might be doing that will inhibit um, that cultural attribute. So we start to get a sense of what that looks like uh, on a, in a more tangible kind of way. I think the other thing that's really critical 
is that um, the centre directors have to behave in a manner that's consistent with their desired culture. I mean, they, they are the role models for this and people will look to them uh, and see whether uh, the way they behave is consistent with what they talk about. Yeah, walking the walk, really. Yep, talking the talk and walking the walk. So how important is constant communication within the centre, not just from the director down, but also from the educators up? And what tips do you have for leaders to keep communicating? Well, the communication is absolutely critical and you've touched on something that's really important and that is that the communication has to be two-way. It can't just be a centre director um, talking uh, at or even with uh, their people. They've got to be able to listen even more than they can talk. Somebody said to me once that we were born with two ears and one mouth mm. and we should listen twice as much as we speak. So I, I think the communication is absolutely critical. And that communication has got to happen using multiple different channels. It's got to be one-on-one. It's got to be in small groups. It can be in your newsletters. It should be uh, reinforced on the website. Uh, All the different ways that we communicate with people are ways that we can talk about um, and reinforce the importance of our culture. One of the things that that we know, Sarah, is that by the time a centre director of SICA is sick of saying something, um, people are probably only just starting to hear it. Because I have seen a director saying to me, I said this so many times. And I say to them, well, look, you've just got to keep saying it. You've got to find different ways to say it. Anecdotally, some people will tell you that you need to say something about seven times before it's heard. So, you know, um, I guess centre directors, um, room leaders and others have just got to be patient with that and they've got to be willing to find different ways uh, of um, communicating the message using different language and different media. The other thing is um, use other people. Um, it's not all up to you as a centre director. And if everything is coming back to you, um, then in fact that's telling you something about your culture. Yes. So um, room leaders are really important. Um, um, finding opinion leaders in your organisation, people that others listen to, and using them as part of your communication network is really critical. Mm. You can hear in all settings, whether it be early learning centres or any business really, where the culture is great and then a hire goes a little wrong or a staff member is not quite fitting into the culture. How important is it to act on these things really quickly? Oh, look, it's absolutely critical. Um, As soon as you see something uh, a little bit amiss, then um, you've got to... Uh, address it straight away. Uh, the longer you leave it, the harder it becomes. And one, one of the things that I'm finding more and more when I'm talking with people in early childhood settings, particularly directors and owners, is um, how do we have those difficult conversations? Yeah. Whether it's about poor performance, whether it's about poor behaviour, whether it's about doing something that's inconsistent with our values. And all I can say to them is that the, the longer you leave it, the harder it's going to become. The yeah. fact that you try and avoid it Um, doesn't mean that it's going to get uh, any easier for you to deal with. So you've got to deal with it really promptly and and firmly. Um, And it's thinking along those lines. I think um, our recently installed Governor-General was quoted a while ago in the paper as saying, the behaviour you walk past is the behaviour you accept. And I think you've got to be very clear as a a centre director about what's acceptable and what is not uh, acceptable. And um, if it means um, 
if bad comes to worse and you've got to let an employee go, then I think that's something that you've just got to be prepared to do. Uh, it shouldn't be done easily or readily and it shouldn't be done quickly. But when you've decided that, um, that it, the situation's gone beyond your ability to repair it, then I think you've got to move pretty quickly and pretty firmly um, to let people go. I love that saying. The behaviour you walk past is the behaviour you accept. And it's only fair to act quickly, especially out of respect for the other great staff that you have. Absolutely. And as I was saying before, people are going to look to you um, as a a centre director to take their lead. So if you're saying that certain cultural attributes are really important and then you turn a blind eye to somebody who walks all over that, people are going to be asking, well, how important is this really to us mm. as an organisation? Um, if the if the, the centre director or the room leader is not prepared to do something about it, then don't come and tell me at the next meeting that this is really critical to who we are and how we're going to be successful as a, as a centre. So for anyone, educator, leader or centre director listening who wants to or needs to do more to create a better culture, what are the three key tips that they can do today to help um, achieve a great culture? I think the first thing, Sarah, is that they've got to define and describe the desired culture. Now, you can do that in collaboration with your educators. It doesn't have to be, and it probably shouldn't be something that's done by a centre director who goes off, you know, into the quiet of their own cave and comes back and says, well, this is the culture that we've got Mm. to have. Um, So that's the first thing, to define it and to describe it. The second thing that I would be suggesting that they do is involving their people in that exercise I talked about before. Here are the things that we, we can do as a group that it will enhance our culture and here are the things that we do that we might do as a group that would inhibit or hinder our culture. So firstly, define it and describe it. Secondly, work out how you enhance and inhibit the culture that you want. And I guess the third thing uh, that I would suggest to centre directors is first and foremost, you've got to live your culture. If you can't do that or, or won't do that, then it will end up just being hollow words to people and will probably do more harm than good. Now, one of the reasons that we're talking to you on this topic today is you're presenting at the upcoming Australian Child Care Alliance Victoria Conference in August 2019. If anyone is seeking more information and they're not going to that conference or who wants to reach out to you, how can they get in touch? Look, they can get in touch with me by email or, or on my mobile Um I don't know whether you want me to give that to you here or you've got it, um, Sarah. So, you know, if you want to use it, I'm more than happy for people to contact me. All right. So anyone wishing to reach out to Alan can contact us via the link on this podcast page and we'll put you in touch. I find culture a really interesting topic. It's something you can't see, but you can certainly feel. And it's vital to any organisation's success, especially once you start having staff around you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alan. You're very welcome, Sarah. Thanks for your time. Thank you. And I look forward to meeting you at the conference. As do I and all the people that are coming along as well. The Magic of Childhood, Early Learning Discussions on Little Rockers Radio was proudly brought to you by the Australian Child Care Alliance and Little Rockers Radio. Little Rockers Radio is an online radio station for children from birth to six. We play 24-7 songs, nursery rhymes, story time, yoga, meditation and more during the day and lullabies right through the night. 
We're a social enterprise with 70% of all station partner profits going to our charity partners. Press play and help make a difference. Our vision, every child safe, healthy and happy. Join the tribe today and visit us at littlerockersradio.com.au.